Hey friends, my name is Maddie Wong and I'm the creative director at Fielder Church. Welcome back to another episode of the Fielder Church podcast. Each week through the month of July, I am bringing on a different church planter to talk to you about what it means to church plant, how to live sent, and I'm sure we'll talk about the goodness and faithfulness of God. So today for our episode, I have brought on Chaz Hoffler. So Chaz, tell us about yourself, your background, your family. We want to get to know you. So I'm Chaz Hoffler, uh, originally from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, came up in a rough environment that I kind of escaped from, mm-hmm. and uh, and God, you know, called me back to go back into that same neighborhood. Yeah, uh, to preach the gospel, and after He changed my life, and so mm-hmm. um, the husband to Marquita Hoffler. Yeah. I have four beautiful children. Uh, my last two, <laughs> my babies, are actually twins. Okay, and uh, we're just rocking out and just following God's plan. And yeah, journeying with Him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Um. Tell me a little bit about your journey to church plant. Uh, so, yeah. So church planting has been, uh, you're right, has, has been a journey. Yeah. Right? Um, <laughs> it's been a lot of ups and downs with that. Mm-hmm. I think initially when God first called me to mm-hmm. church plant, it started off with just a what, just me knowing mm-hmm. what I was called to do. Yeah. And um, it came with a little bit of reluctance from me and not wanting to do it, but uh, just mm-hmm. kept growing in him. Yeah. And I begin to get to a place where I'm like, all right, I'm going to step out into what God is calling me to do. Yeah. And then from the what, I got to see like the where, mm-hmm. which was back in my hometown in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. And that came with reluctance, of course. And, yeah. Um, you know, I'm raising mm-hmm. a family in, in Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And we finally got to a place, my wife and I, mm-hmm. my wife has always been on board with this. And yeah. when actually when I met her, mm-hmm. she was helping a church plant. Oh, okay. In Virginia. Um, actually, I was helping a church plant in Virginia as well. We were helping okay. two separate church plants oh. <laughs> in Virginia. So that's like we had like a parallel path. Yeah. Um, cool. Our history, our background is in helping church plants. And and uh, it's funny because that's what God has called us to do. Yeah. And so we got married. Mm-hmm. Um, we went through a season of being a little reluctant towards it. Yeah. And then we got to a place where we're like, yo, we're st- mm-hmm. let's step out. Let's not wait. And let's, yeah. um, you know, let's not wait until we're old and mm-hmm. wonder what could have yeah. happened, what would have happened if yeah. we obeyed God. and. We stepped out into it and God has been faithful. And it's been three years now of, wow. of seeing God's faithfulness in church planting. Yeah. But I know that you didn't, um, you had a career before church planting. Mm-hmm. So what was that? And what were you pursuing? So, yo, so I've always been an entrepreneur. <laughs> okay. Um, I have, I still have a Christian clothing brand. Cool. It's called Dream Alive University. Awesome. Um, I also, um, I was a Christian rapper. Yeah. I, st- I still rap. You, you I'm know? sure you still do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't do it as much these days okay. because, you know, I'm planting a church right. and passion, uh, God's people. And mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of time, yeah. you know, to put into it, mm-hmm. but I, I get it in when I can. But yeah. the, uh, the, you know, the clothing brand is, mm-hmm. is still alive. It's very Ooh. much alive. Yeah. I'm still working on that and pushing yeah. t-shirts, sweatshirts and things like that. Ooh. So That's awesome. We'll yeah. link it below for you guys yeah, to yeah. check that out. <laughs> um, okay. So you said that you grew up in Brooklyn. What mm-hmm. was it like to grow up in Brooklyn and... Um, yeah, maybe tell us a little bit about that okay. and maybe because you also said you're reluctant to go back to Brooklyn. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, walk me through that. So I came up in a, a neighborhood called uh, Bedford-Stuyvesant. Okay. You know, we call it Bed-Stuy for short. Okay. For those who are kind of like inclined to like the hip hop scene, like this is where like Jay-Z is from. This is where oh, wow. uh, Biggie Smalls is from. Cool. And I uh, came up in that neighborhood and it was very, very rough like mm-hmm. growing up. Um, and I was a part of some of the stuff that were, that were rough, mm-hmm. you know, com- coming up in Bed-Stuy. Yeah. And so I think for me, looking back at Brooklyn and 
after I've escaped it, I would say. Like, mm -hmm. back then, it was like, you're looking at, like, you've been delivered out. Mm. You kind of made it out of New York. And, you, you know, you have a chance to to live a better life, you yeah. know, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, I I just looked at New York and looked at Brooklyn as a mm -hmm. place that was too rough yeah. to go back to or even to take my family into. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, Brooklyn has changed a lot. Yeah. You know, it's changed a lot. Um, still a lot of things happen in New York, but yeah. it, it, uh, it has gotten a lot safer, yeah. I would say, yeah. than when it was when I was like bed styles. Mm -hmm. It's like a walk in the park now. I let my yeah. son walk around <laughs> bed now. Cool. So yeah, it went from being a rough environment to to now it's a little bit more peaceful. Okay. And um, but you know, God is still working. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. you've, I'm sure you've seen him work mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. Um, so tell us, fun question: What's your favorite thing about Brooklyn? Favorite thing about Brooklyn. <laughs> Or top three, the, if you have to listen. I would say <laughs> the honesty. I yeah, think yeah. Brooklyn people are very honest. Okay. Like, I would just say New Yorkers are very honest. And I think yeah. we get we get this, uh, you know, people think that we're very aggressive <laughs> and rude. Might have heard that. Yeah, right. <laughs> but we're just honest. And I think, so New York is so busy. People yeah. don't have time to dance around. Mm -hmm. So they just go straight to the point because they don't have time <laughs> to play. So they're like, look, this is where this is where I'm at. And, I, and even in church planting, you know, yeah. you're like, you know, you're telling people about your church, your vision casting. Yeah. And they'll tell you straight up, like, nah, I'm not coming, you know? Wow. But um, or they'll tell you, hey, I'll be there. And if they mm. say they'll be there, they the New Yorkers are very loyal too. Mm. So I would say wow. um the 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 uh the honesty and yeah. the loyalty. Yeah. Um, that's just kind of embedded in the culture. Mm -hmm. People just kind of, when they with you, they with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so kind of going down that trail, you were talking about like when you talk to people about your church mm -hmm. or what is it like to talk to people in Brooklyn about God or their faith? Mm -hmm. What are those questions? Uh, I know you grew up there, but like yeah. how would it might be different from like sharing the gospel in Texas? I don't know if you're familiar, yeah. just- um, yeah. You said your wife is from Alabama, yeah. so kind of that Southern right. mentality. But yeah, what is it like to share your faith with people in Brooklyn? Sharing your faith in mm -hmm. Brooklyn, um, you definitely can't come at people with a lot of do's and don'ts, you know? Mm. Um, if you're going to come at them with the gospel, you got you to be the raw gospel. It has to yeah. be completely the grace of God, mm -hmm. um, exposing them to God's love for them. Mm -hmm. I think that, that that has been very effective for me, just having conversations and starting straight out with like, man, God loves you. Yeah. And I don't know if you think that there's something you've done that mm -hmm. may stand between you and a relationship with him, but he 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 loves you. And I think that that has uh had have more I've had more success with that than mm -hmm. just inviting people to church. Yeah. You know? Um, so that's one of the things. Um exposing mm -hmm. people to, to the love of God. Mm -hmm. um, if you come at people in New York with a lot of do's and don'ts, they'll be turned off mm -hmm. um, because they're already kind of like just doing their own thing. Yeah. And it's it's very worldly, um, um, very mm -hmm. secular, I would say, <laughs> compared to like, yeah. you know, if you're talking about yeah. the South and yeah. Texas and the Bible Belt. like That's where we are, yeah. Yeah, here. yeah we're not mm -hmm. nowhere near that, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. And um, I would say just building relationships, genuine okay. relationships. I think mm -hmm. sometimes you have to be patient and kind of shoot for the long game with people. Okay. And spend enough time with them, build enough relationships, build enough time um, being a friend. Yeah. 
And then, like, for example, I um, invited two of my neighbors, the neighbor that lives above me, mm-hmm. and then also my neighbor that lived next door. Okay. I invited them uh, over to my house for game six cool. to watch the Warriors versus yeah. the, the Celtics. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, but I spent so much time being a neighbor. Yeah, right. Loving them and mm-hmm. being a friend from, a, um, you know, as a neighbor. Mm-hmm. So when I finally invited them into my home mm-hmm. and then they found out like, oh, snap, I didn't know you were a pastor, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But but by that time, I've already been like good. You're already them. friends with them, yeah. Yeah, and so wow. Now it's like they're a little bit more open to like what I have to say right. about Christianity. Yeah, because they know? can trust you. You build that yeah, relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, being a friend. Um, That's great. You know, and and not making it just about your church. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Got a greater mission. Yeah. yeah. Loving people, reaching people the gospel. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, okay, let's go back to what it was like to navigate church planting, because I think the Borough Church also has a unique story of church yeah, planting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what was that like for you? You know, you're not just Chaz, you know, you're a dad, you're yeah. a husband, you are a pastor, uh-huh. um, child of God. Um, there's a lot about you that kind of goes into this journey of church uh-huh. planting, but yeah. you also planted at a unique time. Yeah, <laughs> so, a unique time, what was that right? Like? So, um, just to fill everyone in, uh-huh. you know, I planted with uh, um, one of my best friends, uh, Zach Van Wittizen, and mm-hmm. we planted a church together. And it was it was a complete God thing. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a it was a it was a good idea at first, but yeah. we actually found out that God really wanted this to work out. Mm-hmm. He wanted us to to do this together. But it was like the moment we said yes and mm-hmm. we merged. Yeah. Then the pandemic hit, <laughs> and so here we are planting a church and. We were actually staying at a apartment building that that was owned by the network we were part of. Yeah. So you know they kind of had rules and like, hey, no one can be there that's not like you know family. You know. Wow. Uh, if they don't live there, they can't be there. So now mm-hmm. we can't even invite our core teams, mm-hmm. you know, to the little lounge area we used to meet at. Yeah. And, um. So we had to do everything on Zoom. Wow. You know, Zoom calls. Launch a church on Zoom. Yeah, yep. we launched our <laughs> church on Zoom. We would meet, you know, twice a week. Wow. And Again, New Yorkers are loyal. They were with mm-hmm. us and yeah. they would invite their friends in. And it was a time when people felt alone. Um, a lot of churches were closing their doors mm. and it was hard for people to have like a social life and just community. So yeah. we created a space mm-hmm. on Zoom where they can, mm-hmm. you know, you know, have community and uh, still walk, you know, still grow in their faith. Yeah. And then eventually things opened up a little bit more, but, you know, it was still a challenge to like meet in a building. Yeah. So we would we would go outside in Prospect Park. <laughs> <laughs> we put along we would, we bought a bunch of lawn chairs nice. and we set up <laughs> and we would do um our services in the park. And uh we started off with one guy just kind of playing the guitar. Wow. Then we got one another guy to kind of play the cajon. <laughs> right. And uh we just kept building like that. And so that was the unique time. And yeah. yeah. But just in all of that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm making sure that I'm not, you know, devoting you know, my family time to the church mm-hmm. and making sure that my wife gets, you know, um, weekly date nights and, mm-hmm. um, you know, my children have time with me and we, you know, mm-hmm. play games together and things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And God, can, I mean, you're three years in, right? Yeah. The Lord continued to grow your numbers. Um, right. But not only about growth, just the demographic of your church mm-hmm. reflected your city, right? Yeah. Um, tell me about just the makeup of your church, yeah. um, people's backgrounds, yeah. come together. Yeah, so 
As you can see, I'm a black guy, mm -hmm. right? You are, yeah. <laughs> Zach is, uh, he's a white guy. Mm -hmm. And um always share this because his name is Zach, Z-A-C-H. I'm C-H-A-Z, Chaz. And we're just like the, the backwards version of each other, right? <laughs> the flip side of each other in a Love sense. It. And, you know, Zach had, um, he, he had, I would say he had a diverse crew. Mm -hmm. Um, he had more Hispanic, um, and white, mm -hmm. I think with his crew. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I had more black mm -hmm. and I had, I did have a, uh, a Korean guy okay. that was a part of our church. Yeah. So we kind of, when we merged, we merged from a place of diversity. Yeah. You know, um, and we wasn't doing it because it was, it was just, this is what it is. It's you just know? who you are. Just, yeah. It's who we are. Mm -hmm. And that has created, um, where anyone, you know, a lot of Brooklyn can just come to our church and, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of find someone that they can, right. you know, bridge mm -hmm. right into the church with, you yeah. know? um yeah with this korean there's chinese mm -hmm. we have like yeah. all of most of our youth are chinese wow. um one of our first deacons mm -hmm. uh a guy that we kind of have on a track and a pipeline uh -huh. to be a deacon he's the yeah he's korean okay um our outreach coordinator coordinator is puerto rican okay um you know and it's just it's just amazing how mm -hmm. our, you know church is diverse but yeah it's awesome yeah you know? yeah what are some of maybe um, advantages or mm -hmm. struggles that come with having a diverse church? The struggles. If, um, mm -hmm. So advantages, mm -hmm. is, it would be, you know, whenever we meet someone, mm -hmm. there's someone that, like, mm -hmm. hey, I can connect this person with. Yeah. Um, so, like, there may be someone that I might have connected to. Mm -hmm. I might have met outside the church or in yeah. the street or whatever. But then, like once I kind of get them in, mm -hmm. I'll I'll connect them with someone else where there's cool. more commonality with, mm -hmm. um, you know, just a similar background. Yeah. So that's an advantage. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, being a diverse church, pe some people just rather be in a diverse space. Yeah. You know, it's true. But then the 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 disadvantages, the some of the challenges is some people would rather be in a space where mm. it's just people that look like them. Mm. And I've I've experienced that with even mm. some of my some of the black community where mm -hmm. like they would rather just be in a black church. Yeah. And that's just some of the mm -hmm. challenges that, that, yeah. I, that I come across. But, mm -hmm. you know, I think our church yeah. is like, we can't, you know, reach everyone. Yeah. And we have to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. Some people are just going to be like, oh, it's too diverse for me. You know? Wow. And then some people <laughs> might look at your church and say, oh, this is perfect for me. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what is maybe the biggest thing you've learned about God through this process of church planting? Man, the biggest <laughs> thing I've learned mm -hmm. is to just pray, you know? And I know it sounds so, maybe so elementary, <laughs> right? You need God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think when I say prayer, I mean it in so many different um, aspects, right? But like, um, sometime even in staff, we, we've like jumped into staff mm -hmm. without prayer. Just mm -hmm. like, you know, we're jumping in and we have like, oh, we want to do this, we want to do that. And we come in with our strategy. Mm -hmm. And I think that we, we accomplish so much more and we see God work so much, mm -hmm. so much more when we just kind of come at it with like, Lord, we're just coming to you in prayer. Yeah. And we're asking you to work and for you to move. Mm -hmm. So that aspect of prayer, yeah. um, praying over people, praying over the people that I'm trying to reach. Yeah. You know, like this, it's funny because sometimes I'll like, I'll have someone like really interested in the church mm -hmm. and something would, something will happen. And it won't be an excuse of them just not wanting to come. Yeah. They'll lose their phone or oh, <laughs> something happens. And then like, 
you know, I'll see them and like, yeah, they got a new phone. They uh-huh. did lose their phone. Yeah. And they just didn't have the address. Mm-hmm. And so there's warfare. There's things that's happening yeah. to keep them from. Right. And I have to like, if I'm reaching them and I'm, I'm like, I see that that they're open to the gospel. I got to remember that, that the enemy is fighting them as well. Yeah. And just prayer about that. Yeah. Praying over them about stuff like that. Yeah. Um, prayer, mm-hmm. just an aspect like, you know, we are, we are doing something. I, I truly believe that God is like totally in. Yeah. This is, this is what he wanted. Mm-hmm. This is, um, he's in it. He's for it. Mm-hmm. But, um, and sometimes we have like li- little loopholes or mm-hmm. different things that we're missing. Yeah. That we need in a church, like you know, um, we needed a we needed a worship leader. We needed um, we needed a graphic person. We mm-hmm. needed a um, you know someone to help with the the AV stuff. And yeah. sometimes we'll be sitting there like, man, we don't have it. We don't have it. Pray, <laughs> yeah. you know. And and like when we pray, God just He provides it. Sometimes it's right in the house, mm-hmm. and this person will be like, oh yeah, I've I've done that before. Like I did that. Like I have a de- and like you had a degree in this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh my God. Oh, and so, um, or sometimes it, it'll be someone who, you know, who who didn't want to do it, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't want to step up to the plate and yeah. serve in that area. But, you know, through prayer, they're just like, hey, I just feel like God wants me to help you guys in this. And like, yes, yes. Or God will send someone through the door and they'll come in and then, wow. you know, they help us out. So wow. prayer in every mm-hmm. sense of it, every sense of it. Like yeah. that's been the biggest thing is mm-hmm. Hey, am I um, am I becoming more prayerful? Yeah, you know, and and just yeah. becoming more prayerful and, and all of that. Yeah. Um, so maybe also tell us a little bit more about just the values that your church has. So prayer is obviously one of those. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's in your DNA to yeah. pray as a church, pray together, pray mm-hmm. for other people. You're seeing the Lord move. What right. are some other values that the Borough Church has? I would say it's family and community. Mm-hmm. Um. One thing about our church is we, even though we're so diverse, mm-hmm. um, there's like this family like culture that we have. Cool. It's it's like our value. It's like mm-hmm. it's, it's webbed in our in our you know DNA. Mm-hmm. That's probably the main word we use from the pulpit. It's yeah. family and community. Yeah. And so we we do cookouts together. We eat together. Cool. They they hang out. Sometimes they hang out and they don't want the pastors around. <laughs> And they just, they do stuff together, you know, yeah. game nights. Yeah. Um, and so even though we're, we're a church plant, we're small enough where mm-hmm. people could just do life together. Yeah. And that's like, that's like a huge thing for us. People just come in mm-hmm. and like, man, mm-hmm. um, this is, this is family for me. Yeah. 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 I love that. And um, I think you and Zach probably model that too. Like it didn't just happen. You guys were strategic about it. The Mm -hmm. way that you guys love each other, your families love each other. Right, right, Um, right. Just become a part of who your church is. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay. Talk a little bit about how you and Zach reach your city. I Mm -hmm. mean, Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know the population or the borough where you're at. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe share that information. I don't know if you know what it is. And then tell us how you reach your city. Okay. Um, so we we kind of like, we look at who God is bringing us and mm-hmm. we don't try to reinvent the wheel almost. Yeah. So like, for example, we have a guy in our church. He um, he works at a nursing home. He's like the chaplain okay. uh, of a nursing home. We have another guy who, who um, he works at the Bowery Mission, which is like a shelter mm-hmm. in Manhattan. We have another guy who we call like he's like the mayor of Sunset Park. <laughs> he can like you can give him a whistle and a Facebook post, and he can have a hundred kids oh in gosh. the park. 
And like, these are like, this is our church. This is like, you know, so like, we, we don't try to like, all right, we have these people, but let's try to reach people in another way. Mm. It's like, no, nah, we have a chaplain, you mm-hmm. know, we have someone who works yeah. at the shelter. We have someone mm-hmm. who, who is excellent at doing basketball tournaments. Yeah. And we just use what we have. Yeah. You know, we use the people mm-hmm. and this, the gifts and we use mm-hmm. like who God has already given us. Yeah. Because who God has given us, like, yeah. I, I guess he wants to use those people. And so like who we have, who God has sent us, we kind of send them right back. Mm-hmm. And then we go with them, mm-hmm. you know? And so we reach our city like that. Yeah. So that's why, you know, a lot of people look at our church and they're like, man, you got a lot of tall guys in your <laughs> church. They all play basketball, you know? Mm-hmm. Most of them play basketball. <laughs> And so, you know, and, you know, I would be, I want to brag on Zach, but Zach is really good in basketball, you know, <laughs> yeah. amazing jump shot. And mm-hmm. we have people in our, in our church because his jump shot was good, <laughs> Wow, you know? And so like, there's a guy in our okay. church, he's like, yo man, Zach was kind of telling me about his church and I wasn't really taking him serious. Mm-hmm. But man, when he started playing, I was like, maybe, maybe he is professional, you know? <laughs> you know, maybe, uh, so okay. stuff like that. I think we reach our city mm-hmm. with the gifts that God has already given us. Yeah. Um, another thing, you know, we, we make sure like we, we teach our people to like, mm-hmm. you know, make friends, be friendly, yeah. be kind, mm-hmm. um, you know, have coffee, mm-hmm. have dinner, mm-hmm. go into people's homes. And yeah. I think about how, when Jesus sent out his mm-hmm. people, when he sent out the, yeah. you know, sent them out two by two, he would mm-hmm. tell them like, Hey, go in people's homes. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, he told them, don't even take anything with you. Yeah. Like they're gonna, they're gonna provide for you. They're gonna mm-hmm. look like. You're going to be provided for as yeah. you're on the journey. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think that taught them yeah. to 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 kind of be relational. Yeah. You know, because in order for them to eat, they had to like actually go in people's homes and right. <laughs> eat with them. Yeah. And, and so I, I think that, you know, spreading the gospel, so much of the gospel is like it's relational work, mm-hmm. you know, and spending time mm-hmm. inviting people into your home. Yeah. And, you know, it's easy to get on social media. Mm-hmm. and type scriptures and things like that mm-hmm. and you know i do some of that stuff too but mm-hmm. um having conversation over dinner yeah and going in people's homes and yeah going in coffee shops and mm-hmm. really just talking yeah we reach our cities in ways like that too yeah just being friendly and yeah. um i know uh we, we might have people listening that are like introverts you know yeah. i mean i know you and zach are super friendly yeah, yeah, um yeah. i mean your wife i married she's so nice so friendly right. um but do you have people in your church who would say no i'm an introvert i can't go meet people mm-hmm. like i'm not yeah. friendly how do you walk with them yeah. so yeah that's that's really it's a really good question um because i did have someone in our church he was like yo man um, <laughs> i'm an introvert mm-hmm. and so I kind of helped him to kind of diagnose it a little bit and kind of like mm-hmm. kind of unpack what it means to be an introvert. Because to some extent, I'm I'm an introvert, mm-hmm. right? I'm an extra. I probably I'm probably I'm, I think I'm both. <laughs> you right? probably yeah. I'm probably both. <laughs> You're on the line. Yeah. I'm extrovert, but I'm also like I like to be alone too. Yeah. I recharge alone and I also, you know, uh recharge with people. I it's just I can't have too much of of either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, sometimes, um, I think some, some people I think will say, oh, I'm, in, I'm introvert, but I think it's really, they need like some social muscles mm-hmm. built up, Yeah, you know? So they, they may be introvert, right? Mm-hmm. They may be introvert and they may recharge mm-hmm. alone, Yeah, but that doesn't mean you can't have a social life, yeah. you know? And I think mm-hmm. I try to help people like, Hey, even though you're introvert, it's okay to be introvert. It's okay mm-hmm. to stay at home and read books and just yeah. chill. Uh-huh. It's okay. To, but you want to kind of like have mm-hmm. a social life as well. And mm-hmm. a lot of them, they would say, yeah, I desire to have a social life. Mm. 
right? And yeah. so, so what does that what does that mean when it's when it's time to have a social life and you're like, you got to build it up. It's like a muscle, yeah. you know. It's like getting back in the gym, and you hadn't been in in a while. You <laughs> yeah. know, you kind of feel a little out of place, a little awkward. Yeah. And you're looking around and at other hard, people yeah. who, are, who are like, you know, on it. Like, man, am I even doing this right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you just keep working at it, mm-hmm. and you can have a social life. You can build up that muscle mm-hmm. and still be introvert. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So you help just walk alongside everybody in your church, yeah. helping to train, equip them, right. to show them just how to live like Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. You guys are modeling it. Yeah. Matter of fact, you guys sent a team um, to Brooklyn to, to to help us with our baptism. Yeah. A few weeks ago, and while we were at the beach, there was a was a Chinese couple. Mm-hmm. They just had, we, they saw our tents up and they just mm-hmm. came and sat down. <laughs> cool. So because our church is so diverse, I never know like who's going to show up. So <laughs> I thought that they were invited by someone. Uh-huh. And when I came over and spoke to them, they were like, no, we're just getting some of the shade that you guys put up. <laughs> so I, I went to two of the guys in our church mm-hmm. and um, I asked them to go over and just talk with them. One would, I would, I would say is an introvert. The other one mm-hmm. is more of an extrovert. Yeah. But they were eager to do it together. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course the extrovert one did more, most of the talking. <laughs> yeah. But he, but the introvert one was excited to, to be right there alongside him and help him out. Yeah. You know? So yeah. It's cool. Um, so you, you talked about having this baptism celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about a basketball camp. Yeah. What, or are there some things, maybe events that you do or like maybe bigger outreach times? Mm-hmm. And then if you want to tell us just some stories um, about yeah. a basketball camp or baptism celebration and yeah. things like so that. So we did a basketball tournament um, and we do a lot of tournaments. That's like, cool. like, that's like our main outreach. Um, we, we've even like thought about this. It's a guy in our church who we're probably going to make him another, uh, another deacon mm-hmm. in our church. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the simple fact that he can like he can really serve in like the the basketball tournament. He can run it while me and Zach can like mm-hmm. just be relational and just kind of catch up with people. Yeah, and just do the the pastoring thing. Uh-huh. Um, um, so yeah, so basketball tournaments is like a big thing for us. Cool. It, it, we got the guy you know in our church who can go out and mm-hmm. get a hundred kids to the park. <laughs> yeah. And, and all we got to do is like kind of feed them, share the gospel with them. Uh-huh. You know, we'll get them to sit around in a circle. Yeah. We'll do a gospel presentation. Um, and then like some of the kids will come up to us and they won't follow up. You know, they want mm-hmm. us to kind of keep in touch with them and, mm-hmm. uh, hey, where's your church at and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. basketball tournaments yeah. are a huge hit for us yeah. in the context that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, the baptism, we usually do that at, at the beach. We, okay. we do one at the beach and, and uh, we usually do one at the... Um, uh we we do like a fall retreat okay and like we'll we know if we get one with like a pool we'll mm-hmm. do a baptism there at the fall okay. retreat and so um this recently though we we baptized a guy who he kind of came up in a seven day of venice um background mm. yeah uh he's he's has a jamaican background huh. and he found us online and wow. he found us from instagram and he came into our church and because he had that seven day of venice background mm-hmm. uh and there's no shade to, to that but mm-hmm. he said he just never heard the gospel wow yeah so during during the pandemic he actually sat down with the scriptures and studied mm-hmm. it for himself wow. and he came across the gospel he's like i never saw this i never knew this mm-hmm. and you know it took hold of his heart and mm-hmm. you know as he's growing and walking with the spirit he's mm-hmm. like yo i um i think it's time for me to get a church you know to be a part of a church and he went searching and he ended up finding us yeah. on instagram and mm-hmm. And like you was asking mm-hmm. earlier, like for him, yeah. diversity was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he came yeah. in and 
And then, you know, he was like, yo, man, I've never been mm -hmm. baptized. I want to get baptized. And yeah. so we baptized, baptized him at the beach. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. um, tell us maybe just a couple more stories yeah. of just ways that you've seen the Lord move, just stories mm -hmm. of victory or God yeah. coming through. You guys said you pray a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure God answers some of your oh, prayers. So. We, pray, we pray a lot. Mm -hmm. And like, it's becoming a thing now where our people are like, Yo, when the borough church prays, God moves, you know? <laughs> Amen. Like they start saying this stuff now. It's becoming like a part of our culture. But um, one cool story. So what, we have a partner in uh, San Antonio, okay. uh, Community Bible Church. Uh -huh. And there was a guy who came to our, to our church mm -hmm. from there. Yeah. Um, he He's deaf. So he came to our church. He hit us up on Instagram, mm -hmm. right? Hey. He hit us up on Instagram again. <laughs> So he's communicating. He's like, "Yeah, I want to come check the church out." And he had saw that they posted about us, hmm. and they were they kind of did a, a trip and they posted about uh -huh. us. And so he's like, "Oh, I'm in Brooklyn now. Let me go check the church out." So he came mm -hmm. and found out that he was he was deaf. Uh -huh. um, he asked us, "Did we have any, you know, any a translator or anything?" So mm -hmm. we're like, "No, we don't have it." But you know what? We could pray. We could pray. You know, we, this is what we do. <laughs> That's our, awesome. So we're like, "Yeah, we're gonna pray uh -huh. about it." And so we kept in contact with him. Mm -hmm. And so Zach and I, we prayed mm -hmm. uh, uh, that God would send us uh, a translator. Mm -hmm. So Zach is on a date mm -hmm. with Caroline, his wife. Mm -hmm. And while they're on a date, he runs into this guy and they were sitting next to him at the at the movie theater. Uh -huh. It was one of those movie theaters you can kind of eat. Yeah. So they were sitting next to each other. And um, Zach felt it on his heart <laughs> that he needed to talk to the guy. And the guy felt the same thing. So wow. they, end up meet, they end up meeting outside and they talk. And Zach was like, hey, man, I just want to tell you about my church. Um, you know, I don't know if, you know, if you're interested, but the borough church, come check it out. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yo, man, I just really felt that I needed to talk with you and come to find out this guy is a translator. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so he comes to, he, now he's a part of our church. Yeah. And now the guy mm -hmm. who is deaf, we, you know, they've, they've linked up. Yeah. And so that was one of those things. It was just, I, I teared up one, one mm -hmm. day. When they when when we actually got both of them at the church together, mm -hmm. the first Sunday that they were both there together and yeah. he was translating for them, mm -hmm. I sat in the back and you know I just kind of teared up. Yeah, because I'm like this is literally like a thought and this is something that we just was praying about. It mm -hmm. wasn't a reality yet. Yeah, and then like God just put it together and it was just so amazing to watch mm -hmm. it. And mm -hmm. so um, yeah, and now the guy um, who's deaf he wants to he wants to like get you know um, you know get acclimated with like some of our worship songs yeah. because he wants to kind of, you know, do sign language for wow. the songs. Oh my gosh. And so, yeah. So God's worked in that. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. God's just building your church to look like heaven. I yeah. mean, it's just, uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah beautiful. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, there may be people watching, listening who feel a call to church plant mm -hmm. and maybe wrestling with it. Yeah. What, encouragement or what would you want to say to them wow um <laughs> it's uh it's gonna be tough there will be challenges um but if god is calling you to it like he'll be with you yeah um and it's something I, I preached on is like you know if if god is calling you to something mm -hmm. I, I know what it's like to feel and sense god's calling and kind of see the confirmations mm -hmm. but still be reluctant and yeah, and it's it's not fulfilling, you know, mm -hmm. when you're kind of like kind of yeah. running from that call. But if God is calling you to it, you know, he'll mm -hmm. have your back. It doesn't mean you won't have any challenges. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you won't have any frustrations or anything like that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but if he's calling to it, he'll definitely like support you. Yeah. And he'll be there for you. And like, mm -hmm. honestly, for me, like I share some of my background and, you know, coming from a rough neighborhood in Brooklyn, New York mm -hmm. to, um, to you know, kind of having some a decent living with my wife in Virginia mm -hmm. to stepping out in faith. And like, I would be honest and say, like, this has been the most rewarding decision mm -hmm. I ever made in my life. I mean, there's Christ, there's getting married and <laughs> there's your children. And then right under that, there's yeah, church planting right. for me. You know, it's like the most rewarding decision I have ever made in my life in the last three years. Um, and and I, would, I would, you know, I can say too, like, there, there are things that I was pursuing that it just, God was just calling me in a different direction. Yeah. And I was pursuing these things and trying to make that like mm -hmm. the totality of my life, yeah. trying to build my, my life around those things. Mm -hmm. But when I um, just submitted to God's call mm -hmm. and his leadership, Mm -hmm. And and he's made those other areas better, but yeah. I'm but I'm but my priority is his calling. Yeah. And and so like my business has grown. Yeah. Um and maybe if it maybe if if it would have grown, you know, before the calling, before yeah. me actually stepping into my call, I probably would have been like, ah, I'm never, I'm not doing <laughs> yeah, that. No, no, no. I'm good over here. <laughs> yeah. And so God yeah. mm -hmm. um didn't allow it to go but so far. Mm -hmm. But once I you know, mm -hmm. got focused on what he wanted me to do and he was calling me to do. Mm -hmm. He made the other things kind of flourish in its own way. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a blessing, there's a there's mm -hmm. a reward and there's mm -hmm. a special um, reward and walk with God and fellowship with him when you're just obeying him and his calling. So, yeah, you said something. I was there, you know, wherever you're mm -hmm. preaching at South Oaks campus and mm -hmm. I was blessed by it. I was like taking all these kind of notes. Um, you said something where um, you said submitting to God doesn't mean you won't have doubts. You'll have opportunities to be dependent. And yeah. I just see that in your life. Like you are dependent on him through yeah. prayer yeah. and you're saying it's worth it. Like yeah, he's so still, good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. 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 I love that. Um, I love that you just, you don't just preach it. Like we're sitting here having a conversation being like, I'm just going to depend on him because he's yeah, so good. He's so, so good. He's <laughs> so good. Awesome. Um, I always tell me and Zach always have this thing like, yo, we really rocking with the best. Like <laughs> we're talking about the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are rocking with the best, mm -hmm. you know? That's so good. Yeah. Um, um, I guess on, on the flip side of that question, I asked there may be people watching, listening who are like, I'm not going near church planting. God's not calling me into that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we're all called to share the gospel, yeah. go therefore make disciples of all nations. And so how would you encourage somebody who says, I'm not called a church plant, mm -hmm. but I yeah. don't know, reach your neighborhood, reach your community, reach your workplace. What right, would you say right. to them? Yeah. I would say, um, just give what you have, you know, mm -hmm. um, share, share the light that you have, mm -hmm. share the news that you have. Um, mm -hmm. And it still goes back to like being relational. I was I was talking to a friend and he he just has a huge heart mm -hmm. and he even told me that he does feel like God is calling him to to plant a church yeah but he just doesn't feel like it's right now okay right so for him it's like it's not even right now so you know mm -hmm. he went back yeah. into um he went back into the you know to to mm -hmm. to his job or whatever mm -hmm. but I was thinking like man even even if that's the case and you don't feel like God is calling you yeah or you don't feel like God's calling you now like I'm like man bro you have a huge heart mm -hmm. like just give that give that away mm -hmm. like meet with guys and mm -hmm. 
and uh, he may see this, but like, you know, he's a barber, he's cutting hair cool. and he has a community of guys. He was because he was cutting his hair, but he mm -hmm. kind of, you know, stepped away from that mm -hmm. to kind of go back and get a job and, you know, make some money for his family, which I totally understand. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, man, you got these guys that you have built a you know relationship with yeah. and you have loved on, man, keep keep that going. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you have to go back and. Yeah you know, get a job, like keep that, mm -hmm. keep that love, keep the heart going and keep mm -hmm. sharing that light and that yeah. love that you have. You have yeah. a huge heart. And, and I would say that, you know, even if you feel like, you know, church planting isn't it for you or it's not right now, whatever, mm -hmm. like you still have something that you can give, you yeah. know, especially if you're like, you're, you're mm -hmm. ingrained in community. Yeah. You're gaining something from community. Share that with someone else, mm -hmm. you know? That's um, good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. Um, I know in the church, we talk a lot about calling. You hinted on it earlier, mm -hmm. but how does somebody know if God is calling them yeah. to this? Yeah, I would say when you feel like it's like, if I don't do it, I'm in disobedience, mm. you know? That's good. So for me, it was like, it's like, I wanted to go, like, I wanted to get a house near Atlanta, you know, mm -hmm. like right outside of Atlanta. Like, yeah. like for me, that was, that was cool. And most people say, yeah, that's a good idea. Like, man, you know, my wife is, my wife's hometown is like four hours from Atlanta. Okay. That's what I wanted to do. But I felt like it was just disobedience. Mm -hmm. um, I'm from Brooklyn. My whole mm -hmm. family were like, man, it's no way. Why would you want to go back to Brooklyn? Why would you want to go back to New York? Yeah. You know how expensive it is? You know how much it costs? And I'm like, yeah. Uh -huh. And I'm like, you know, I'm not doing this because this is some kind of bright idea. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, planting in New York. That's great. <laughs> That's great. No, I don't want to go. I don't think this is, <laughs> right. uh, you yeah, know, yeah. but I felt like I would be in disobedience if I didn't do it. Yeah. And I think that, you know, God has a way of calling us and it, it's, it's in various ways. Yeah. He can speak to us. Right. Um, for me, he spoke to me through people, through mm -hmm. dreams. Yeah. Um, just in my heart, just mm -hmm. through his spirit. Yeah. Through study. And he made it clear. And it was it was a thing that I just had to mm -hmm. say yes to. Yeah. And um, mm -hmm. saying, you know, saying not yet, no, mm -hmm. and pushing it back. Yeah. Felt like disobedience, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we heard you say it was the best decision you've ever made. Best so, ever yeah. Made. yeah. Just encouraging people to step into their calling. <laughs> yeah. Step into your calling. Yeah. Like it's so, so, so unfulfilling yeah. outside of it. Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. you may experience a little success and a little of this and that, but like, yeah, um, yeah, uh, this is amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna. I always yeah. say I'm on a joy ride with God. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, all right, well, I've loved this conversation, Chaz. Yeah. Um, where can people connect with you? Connect mm -hmm. with the borough? Yeah, let people know. I would say probably the main place is probably Instagram. Okay, so you could find us on Instagram. Um, search the Borough Church. Okay um on instagram or you can find me on instagram as well my mm -hmm. name is Chaz hoffler mm -hmm. um yeah and on apple music you know and hey. apple music you can search <laughs> yo you can search me out Chaz hoffler you can find all, right. all my music um <laughs> some of the old stuff some of yeah. the stuff i released last year cool and um you'll see some more features and things like that that's yeah. awesome awesome yeah. well we'll link all of that in the show notes um thanks again for being here yeah hope you and your family have a wonderful time in yeah. texas and yeah. safe travels back but um join us next week we will have one more church planter on the podcast to close out our church planting series so until then we'll see you next week amen
Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Let us know if you have any questions or feedback from today's episode by going to fielder.org slash podcast. Or if you're watching on YouTube, just leave a comment below. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a rating and review. That helps this message reach more people in our community because it's our hope this podcast will equip you and many others to live as a follower of Christ outside the walls of the church.